I don't know what you think, but in my opinion, Justin Kent just seems to be getting better and better. Seemingly, the BC Endurance Project runner and mile to marathon coach has been on the national radar for years, but mostly as a mid-distance track runner. Year to year though, Justin's been getting faster, really finding his stride in increasingly longer events, and running a lot more road races. This year, well, strange for everyone, has been a bit of a standout year for Justin, winning the national 10km title in a virtual event, laying down a few blazing fast half marathons, including an unofficial 62:34 just a few weeks ago, and making the later held back Canadian World Half Marathon Champs team. Right now, Justin is preparing for an exciting new endeavor in his running career, though. He'll be taking on the marathon for the first time in the much-talked-about invitation-only marathon project happening December 20th in Arizona. How does he hope to do his first time out? Well, Justin Kent joins us on this week's episode to answer that question and a whole lot more. My name is Michael Rokas, and you're listening to The Terminal Mile. All right, so the past month, uh, month, month and a half for you has been pretty wild. You've set two personal bests in the in the half marathon event, uh, I guess unofficial, uh, but you also made a national team and then <laughs> we're not on that national team. Man, it's been pretty crazy, and we'll get to all that. But let's uh, let's start first with the sixty-two thirty-four that you ran this past weekend. Uh, a brand new personal best for you in the half marathon. How did that come out uh, about, and and how did the race go for you? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm super psyched with the 6230, uh, 34, I guess, unofficially, but um, it went, yeah, it went really well, all things considered. Um, but it was just a bizarre kind of chain of events that kind of forced us to, you know, still trying to capitalize on this on the fitness. Um, uh, and then, yeah, last minute hearing about Poland. Uh, being postponed for or being canceled or withdrawn uh, from heading to world champs kind of made me real think of like what I wanted to do. I was chatting with a couple of the guys to see if they were still on the team, if they were still wanting to, to roll a half marathon on the weekend. And um, yeah. And so it, it just kind of felt um, a little, a little hollow just going and running another, you know, another solo time trial going from like the world champs to just another, you know, solo hour race on the road and, so I kind of, um, kind of adjusted my pursuits and, um, made it a bit of a, a fundraiser for a, a local charity in Vancouver. And it just made it a bit more meaningful, um, and gave it a bit more purpose than just me hammering out on the roads. And I think that helped a lot on the day. It just, just was really nice to see a lot of the Vancouver running community coming out and kind of cheering me on. And I think that really helped just propel me than just going and hammering a, you know, 60, 62 minutes um so but yeah it was went really well i had my coach on the bike um so it, you know kind of felt like i was in a bit of a pack i wasn't just running solo out there and that um and then i just wanted to get out hard i knew the race uh, at worlds typically goes out super fast um through uh, the first you know 5k 10k and so i just tried to get out as if i was racing at worlds and just kind of carried that um and yeah went really well i felt fantastic so hopefully it's uh hopefully i'll be able to do that on a real course uh and get a real time in the future but i'll take it for now for sure 
Yeah, what what was up with that course? Uh, I mean, you know, people might have seen it uh, on on the Strava uh, segment, which you know people can look you up, Justin Kent. Uh, but you know, it registered as as just under twenty one, but it was on a measured course, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what what is that course normally used for? I, I don't think I recognize that one. It's it's. I don't think it's actually ever been used. Well, there might be there might be a, a race in Vancouver, the Cunningham Half, I think, um, uses it, but. Um, uh, a guy from uh, BFAC had measured out a course um, on the seawall and got it certified through Athletics Canada um, using the uh, um, the seawall entirely. And so we were going to use that, um, and then we kind of adjusted it a little bit uh, where we started a bit further back and then finished a little bit further up on English Bay. Um, but uh, my, uh, I mean, it's my coach had measured it out on um, uh, on his bike. Um, a couple days before so we didn't want you know to go and run a you know a Strava half I guess hmm. um, we wanted to kind of make sure it was it was legit and um, or as legit as it could be um, it's just a you know dead flat like a um, just beautiful scenic route um, hopefully it'll spawn a few more time trials there because we've been typically going out to Fort Langley um, lately just a just quiet kind of country road sort of uh, and just doing our our time trials there but i needed to kind of switch it up and it just um just kind of all worked out um you can't go can't get you know too bored running around back you know a beautiful seawall in vancouver so so i i mean this was all spawned by about a month ago you you ran it wasn't your debut if i understand but it's uh, it was still an early shot at the uh at the event you ran a 6420 uh half marathon to qualify for the world half marathon, uh, championships, you know, that, uh, based, based on what I read it, it seemed like, like a very honest effort, like, uh, like, Oh, where you were at at that time. But I mean, obviously taking you know, a couple minutes off since then, uh, talk to me a little bit about that, that, uh, you know, effort, what was the, what was the plan going in? And did you feel like that was pretty close to your ceiling at the time? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I um, I think it it was accurate of of what the course itself was. I found quite a lot more challenging than I it looks. I guess on paper, um, the so the I guess for us to qualify or for me to qualify for the world half team, I had to run a um, a sanctioned race um, and get an actual time uh, to then you know put myself in the in the running for the world half and so that's kind of tough to do you know in a covid um world right now with every race kind of canceled here here and there um so we originally were going to try and kind of make a race ourselves and so we reached out to this um uh uh, race organizer in comox um just because they usually have a a comox half kind of this time of year or that time of year and they kind of ran with it um, and just got excited that we had, you know, four or six athletes going, uh, wanting to come up and use their course to qualify for World Half. And, and uh, um, they just kind of ran, got the ball and ran with it and got all the, the city sanctions, uh, measured, certified the course, had the officials, the timing. Um, and we kind of just had to make sure we showed up and, you know, thank them uh, head over knees. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it was uh, a fast, it was it was deceiving course, I guess. So it's, um, it went basically, it was quite flat, but then from like five to 11 K to the turnaround, 
um, was a kind of a, a gradual grind. And I, I had Luke, um, thankfully I had Luke pacing me for like 15, six, I think he might've been 16, 17 K. Um, and it was, uh, I think we went through, uh, halfway at, uh, right through like 10 K and over 31 minutes. Um, so it was like a pretty, uh, and if you, you know, double that, that's going to be like a 65 something high half. Mm-hmm. So we were, it was a deceiving, I think, course, because you had to really ro- stay relaxed going up those hills, but then really take advantage of the downhill on the way home. Um, so I think I went like twenty nine thirty on the way home just to run, you know, sixty four twenty. So it, it, it's, um, I think it put me at a good spot because I knew, I knew what I was capable of. I think the, the course was maybe just a little bit deceiving of everyone's fitness. And, um, and I know, I think the course, uh, the course record was, held by uh john brown um who i think later that year that he ran 64 low uh went and ran like 209 so he's he uh he was pretty fit i think at the time too so it was good <laughs> to kind of see that i where i stacked up um against him on the day and um but uh i i think workouts had been kind of indicating that i was like fitter than that sh- that race showed it was just uh it was just you know I need to get a time and I didn't want to maybe go too hard and, um, and suffer and not, you know, I just need to get on base. I didn't need to hit a home run, so to speak. So I, I mean, flash forward, uh, you know, quite, quite a bit. Uh, it was, it was really a decision that was, that was left to you the last minute. I think it's a decision that had to be left to you the last minute. And that was the decision to, uh, not head over to Poland for the, for the world half marathon, uh, championships. When did you find out about it? And, you know, like, yeah, I mean, going in, you, you kind of had to have that uh, that mentality that you know maybe it'll happen or, or maybe it won't happen. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, all along you're kind of not one to think about a worst case scenario, but you're also you know trying to prepare yourself. Like you know, you could put, put, be putting all this training in and potentially not not be going. Um, but we uh, we didn't necessarily have a a, a say, um, which I think. Um, I, I mean, where it was athletics final on the final decision was, was through athletics Canada and they, they deemed that it was just, um, kind of unsafe for, for us to travel. Um, but we were notified, uh, about a five or, you know, maybe six to seven days before just, um, about uh, a recent spike in COVID cases. And that, you know, if just a heads up, if, it trends that way. Um, we'll have to make a decision the day before uh, we all depart um, on, on whether we will go or not. And I think on one day they had about like five thousand cases um, in in one day. So it was it was. It's in, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's tough, but um, I think it was probably for the best in hindsight. Um, but you know, you never it's a tough pill to swallow at the time, but I think it's something, you know, if we wait a little while, it'll, it'll probably make sense. But I think it was just more frustrating for us to know that, um, the event was still going on and that we were going to miss out on this opportunity. Um, but we didn't hear, uh, we, we were, uh, we didn't hear until like two or three o'clock, uh, the, the day before we were departing. I think that was like less than, less than like 20 hours before. So we, we all were kind of starting to pack and, um, 
we're we're getting excited because we hadn't heard anything that day, and so we're all like, "Oh, I guess we're still going. The event's still going on," you know. Um, so I think it was uh, it was just a yeah, it it was a yeah, it stung, but I, who knows? It probably was for the best. Um, I mean, we had like three three layovers, so um, just getting there, I mean, puts us in in harm's way. But I think a lot of us knew that going into it that we were going to be going to have to be pretty cautious traveling, but yeah. I mean, it ended up turning out to be, uh, t- to be quite the race. Did, did you end up, you know, following it, watching it, uh, you know, either replay or live? Yeah, I, I, I watched it, uh, the Saturday, the night before I ran the half the next morning and it was, it looked so nice. It looked beautiful. And it was, it was just like, Oh, it it gave some feel for the fire for sure to go and run, run quick the next morning but um yeah it it looked really nice and the race looked like it would have been a, a phenomenal opportunity but that's the way it goes right yeah for sure for sure was was seawall always uh you know plan b then did you always kind of have that in the back of your mind like if this gets uh you know if we can't go then you know i'm, I'm gonna have to to try my my legs out somewhere i'm fit i need to i need to run this thing yeah it well i'd never i no, to be honest, I didn't have it planned. Um, I know um, I, I was a part of the uh, Alan Brooks, the run Quebec, um, CRS, the 42.2K Relay Challenge, mm. uh, the Athletics Canada's Relay Challenge. So I knew I was my team. My team had, you know, I had to put in a, a, relay, a half at some point. It was just going to be hopefully uh, in, in Poland. But um I, I never, as soon as I guess, I gave myself like an hour to kind of be frustrated and then I called Rich and I told him that I still wanted to run a half um, and, and just see where I'm at. I just really wanted to know um, where, legitimately where I was. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then I just, I think we just switched because originally we were going to do it uh, out in Fort Langley where I ran the half um, a uh, a few months back and I just wanted a, a bit of change of scenery and just kind of make it feel like it was a, a bit more special. Um, and, uh, yeah. So then we decided to do it on the, the seawall and we weren't sure how the seawall would be, if it would be kind of, it's not quite, it's, you're pretty exposed out there and it's, it's dead flat, but it's, um, you never know, um, what it'd be on the day if it's going to be pouring rain and, uh, and super windy. But, um, yeah, we just, kind of it all just kind of came together after the event uh after we found out that we were uh Canada withdrew their team and we just refocused and uh try to put our effort somewhere elsewhere I guess you know you uh you've mentioned quite quite a few of your teammates and and how they helped you uh with with pacing in various races that's got to be such a cool dynamic having you know olympian uh, luke Boucher on your team and just a, a really full roster of of good guys some of them in ontario right now if i'm not mistaken but what's that, what's yeah. that what's that training dynamic like and and you know having having you know those sorts of pacers just at your disposal yeah it it helps um immensely it helps so much uh i know it's funny i've i've um ben uh has been uh i mean training with rich for over a year and a half maybe now but i was when the team was in flagstaff uh i was um 
uh, I was banged up. So I actually, and that was last year, this time last year. So I haven't actually even got a chance to, to train with Ben. Um, but it is, there is that interesting dynamic where like Rich will give, uh, you know, Ben and I the same or similar workouts. And so I'll hear about what Ben did, you know, cause he's on the East coast. So I'll hear what Ben did in times that, you know, a couple hours before and I'll give me a little motivation to like, okay, well that's where I should probably be or a little bit faster or, or what have you. So it definitely keeps us honest, just even um, not even training with each other. But then, I mean, having Luke out there um, paced me for 15 K in the half. Um, uh, like, yeah, that's, that uh, really, I mean, that kept me honest. Um, and I was the only one on the day that had a pacer. So I think that that really, really helps uh, just helps ease your mind mentally when you know, all I got to do is stare at the back of Luke's head for, for like, 45 50 minutes and then uh and then let the legs go but um it's also cool i i uh he i i paced him and uh, when john ran john get we kind of john isn't with our training group but um luke uh, kind of trains with him and kieran occasionally and um so i kieran and i paced john and luke uh, in the summer when john ran is 13 i think he ran 1326 in a 5k and luke ran like 1336 so it was, it's, yeah, it's, um, I think we all kind of get it and we all understand the importance of, um, of having each other on the team and we all try and give, give each other a hand when we can. Um, and, and lately Luke's been more focused on the track and, um, but when we do kind of get to work out together, it's, it's a real treat and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably do like workouts where I'll do, uh, we'll, we'll start the workout together and we'll do the second half like a bit more specific to our own event but um it just it just yeah uh, makes it go by so much easier and yeah it's pretty lucky to have guys like that you know going back to 2019 um you came you came in second place at the canadian 10k road championships uh to a fellow by the name of uh, of dylan wikes uh, mm-hmm. who, I, I mean, like maybe people have heard of him before, you know, he's, he's, run a little, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, not fl- a big deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I suppose former teammate of, of yours as well too. But, uh, yeah. this year he was, he was actually the organizer of that race and, uh, and you ended up taking, taking home the, the dub in that. And I believe that was actually your, your first national title. I, I mean, what, it was, yeah. Oh, I know man. how like, ridiculous is that the first title and it's virtual. Yeah. Um, so it's gotta have, it's going to have like an asterisk beside it. So I'll have to do it um, at real at some point, but um, yeah, I know that Dylan texted me uh, um, when I like, he's also my, I guess he's my former teammate teammate, I guess, but also he's a, my boss, I guess he, well, yeah. he's, cause I coach with Malta, Malta marathon. So, um, but uh he texted me before the, the virtual 10 K champs and, and said, finally, he, I have uh, an opportunity to um, get him back from, for last year. <laughs> so, um, so that was, that was kind of cool, but yeah. Um, yeah. He's, uh, he's always been someone I've looked up to and, um, and it's just kind of been cool following his career and just, um, I even just love his relationship with the, uh, his well, my coach and his coach as well rich and it's just something to something cool to try and emulate and um but yeah no it was uh really cool seeing him i mean it stung a little bit coming second um but i didn't have a very good day um that day in ottawa last year but um i'm glad he 
he had a really good one. Um, and yeah, so, but yeah, this year the virtual 10 K was, was, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was, uh, bizarre and also very cool at the same time. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, I was pretty psyched with how it went and kind of, I think shocked myself, uh, with fitness wise. So, but yeah. So I, I mean, you know, you, you now have a sun run win under your belt. You have, you know, the Canadian national, uh, 10k title. You've absolutely been killing the half marathon this year. It seems like, like a lot of, uh, road events. I know the last time that, uh, that we talked, it was a few years ago, but you know, there's, there's still, it was mostly, mostly track stuff still. So I mean, like, like where are you at as, as far as that goes? Um, uh, yeah, I think I've I've always just loved racing the road, uh, and I think just from my like just how I feel and my like looking back, I think I ran maybe a couple like a five k here and there on the road, um, and then a couple ten k's, and it just every event just like I just felt super. I don't know, it's something with my stride on the road. It just feels very natural, and and I get a lot of return um, running on the road. Um, and uh i just love the atmosphere and i just love road race road races themselves it's just um yeah it's just really cool uh and uh and they i think typically just the longer distances i think have kind of just come naturally to me um but yeah and then this year just with um i think i probably would have moved to the road sooner if with i was just kind of wanting to get some of my track times down first but um, with this season, this year's track season kind of, you know, being non-existent, um, we just kind of took that as a sign and said, well, why don't we, uh, see what we can do on the roads and chase a half marathon and, um, and, and really see what we can do, uh, and maybe come back to the track, but, um, just explore that option. And so that kind of gave us the opportunity to see, just to see if we could bridge a gap. Um, and, uh, it seems to be working, so. So with that in mind, there is a big race. <laughs> One of the, I, I suppose any race that's happening this year is, yeah. is a big race. But uh, coming up uh, closer to the end of the year, there is a uh, is a big marathon uh, happening down in the states. I believe I saw your name on that list. Uh, yeah, man, that's yeah. that. What a place to debut! Uh, how are you feeling about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. I think if you would have asked me like four years ago when we were on the show like that, I'd be running a marathon in 2020 and, uh, and during a pandemic and in the U state, I'd, I'd laugh, but, um, even, you know, early this year, I think that was on my back, my mind. Like I've always just loved race on the roads and, um, I've always wanted to run a marathon, just the allure of the event. It's just so, so iconic. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm really excited. It's, it all kind of came about really fast. Like last Tuesday, I guess, yeah, last Tuesday. So as soon as the pull-in door kind of closed, I was on that same phone call with my coach and just looking at options. And, um, and, uh, I had this kind of on my, uh, you know, I had this on my horizon, I guess. Um, when they announced it, uh, a, a couple, like a month or so to a couple months ago, um, but I wasn't fast, wasn't nearly fast enough to get in or even to kind of bother emailing them to see if they had a spot on the line for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was really banking on running fast at world half to give me a legitimate shot to get on the line. And, 
and we kind of reached out after the Poland door closed. We reached out and said, like, hey, this is the circumstances. I know I think I'm, like, I think Rich said I was, like, he's in sub-63 shape. Um, is there, you know, is there a spot for him uh, in the marathon uh, in December? And, and they, they got back to us, like, immediately, uh, like, an hour later uh, and said, like, yeah, if he, he's keen, we'd love to have him. And, and so um, that just, yeah, that helps. Uh, mentally just with having another just having a race on the horizon um, and just knowing that I think I'll, I think just not having a race to train for and you know putting all this time and effort and not knowing what you can actually like use that for has been a big difficulty for a lot of athletes um, these last like eight months and so just having that date on the mat on the calendar just helps a ton Um It'll be a bit of an odd build because, uh, you know, it's only like eight weeks away. And um, so I'm not, you know, putting any too much. I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. I, I know that I'm in really quite, you know, good half marathon shape. It's But, you know, the marathon's a completely different distance. So um, I'm giving it all the respect I think it uh, deserves. And I'm just excited and kind of grateful for the opportunity to just, just to put a time down, to be honest. Um, so... Yeah, I'm just gonna get trying to get stuck in with those guys running to 11:30 and see uh, see where it goes. Wow, man, you, you have to know that uh, you know on runs all across the country, uh, my my own included. I was talking to to my little brother about that on the run the other day. We were trying to determine what your goal would be going into this sort of thing. Like, like, is it just yeah. to put down a time, or like, do you have you know some some bigger thoughts in mind? Yeah, I mean, you especially with the half and how the half felt. Um, I mean, I have, I have some big goals. I, I think this, you know, the last eight months, the Olympics was, it, it's always been on my, it's always been on my mind, but I think now it's becoming a bit more like, Oh, I, I think it can be an attainable, um, goal. Um, and so, so I mean, I, I don't want to shy away from, you know, running two ten, but I know also it's, there's a learning curve into the event and I don't want to, you know, disrespect or give the event any disrespect. So I think I'll, I'll shoot for the moon. And, and if I land on the moon, I'll be psyched, but if not, I'll, I'll, um, I'll take it as I go. And I think, um, I know I'm probably not going to knock it out of the park on my first, first one, but, um, but I got to give it a try. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really necessarily really, I mean, the goal obviously would be Olympic standard, but I don't want to, put that pressure on myself. I think I just want to go and experience the event. And, um, I think you need a few to kind of get it right. And so, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to go and try and soak it all in and, um, and make the best of the, the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. so that was a roundabout way of saying, I'm not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. But fair I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go nonetheless. You know, the, the marathon is, uh, is, a really collaborative almost uh, process as far as that goes uh and in that way like you're you're pretty lucky in that you're on the west coast and you're really surrounded by uh some guys who have really knocked it out over the years you mentioned dylan as well mm-hmm. too he's back out here but no doubt the the lines of communication are open as well too like i who have you talked to about uh you know running the marathon and training and, and that sort of stuff or is it just you and rich at this point yeah, I've chatted with Dylan. Actually, reached out to me. Um, I think him and Rich had chatted a little bit, but Dylan reached out to me and and sent uh, me his like 
everything he kind of knew on fueling uh, and that he's kind of gained over the years on fueling and um, what he's found's worked and how much and um, and then uh, and then I've got a couple of uh, um, uh, Rachel's uh, fueling charts that she used ahead of where she ran the the, the previous Canadian record. Um, and then Rich and I have just kind of been going over things and, and the fueling I think is the big, big adjustment for me, um, for, you know, heading into, I just have to have it down, you know, for the next, figure that out for the next uh, seven weeks. But, um, yeah, I've, uh, yeah, beyond that, I haven't, um, uh, I haven't really chatted too, too much, um, with, with many others. It's just been, it's just kind of happened so fast and, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm pretty excited though. You mentioned, uh, you know, miles to marathon a little bit earlier. Uh, you, you are a coach with them. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a, a good plug for, for them as well too. They, they're a great organization. What is uh what is the coaching taught you about your own running? And I know some guys who have picked up coaching and stuff, uh, say that they've, they've found a new dynamic to their own training, just watching other people train. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really, I think it's like, especially this year and how it's gone, it's, it's revived my, my love of, of just running. And I think it's, um, it's something I didn't expect when I started coaching was I didn't expect to be inspired from my athletes. I thought it would kind of be the other way around, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and just seeing like, you know, people I coach that work, you know, graveyard shifts and then they come out and, you know, are, you know, providing for a family and taking them to school and then somehow find time to, to get a run in or come to work out, um, and still have a smile on their face is it makes you like really appreciate, um, what you're doing. And, um, uh, it just puts things in perspective, I think, but, um, yeah, I love it. I've, uh, I've got a good little group out in, uh, out in Burnaby that we've, uh, that I coach with, with, uh, Josh, um, Seafarth, uh, Dana Podorski's, uh, uh, husband, um, uh, and coach, I guess. And, um, yeah, we've got a good little thing going and good group, uh, just, just building. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been, um, an, yeah, it's just been an, maybe an eye opening experience too, just how, um, just my relationship with my coach, um, and just seeing, uh, that dynamic and, um, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. Yeah, you know, it almost reminds me, uh, I was talking to to Nate Brennan, uh, of course, people know him as, you know, Canadian middle distance uh, legend, holder of multiple Canadian records, uh, you know, Olympic finalist. He, he said he never thought he he could be so impressed and, and so inspired by by watching a kid break five in the mile for the first time. It, it sounds like you're, you're going mm-hmm. through something pretty similar then. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, there is something that you, um, yeah, it's just, um, you, inv- I, yeah, yeah. It's just something really cool to see and, and just something really cool to see the development, um, like right in front of your eyes. I know some guys have now been coaching for, uh, just over almost a year now and, and just seeing where they're at, you know, last January and what they're able to do now is, is, um, is just really cool to see. And, and I think it, the enthusiasm they share for running is infectious and I certainly seen that carried over into my training and, and, uh, and how I approach workouts and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, really, I would certainly share the same sentiment with Nate. 
you know, we, we talked a little bit, uh, off air, but you know, you, you're one of those, you're one of those guys who it's been really neat to watch in that you, you've just been improving and improving over the past couple of years. What, one neat thing about the, the show is, uh, you know, like you get to, to talk to people at, at different stages. Uh, last time you're, you're sharing the, the show with a, another up and comer, Ben Flanagan, who I, I guess things have turned out okay for him as well too. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of people who are listening, and you know, maybe they are frustrated with their their own development and that sort of stuff. What what are what do you think the key has been, uh, you know, for you to just keep on improving and improving? Yeah, I think uh, as cliche as it probably sounds, um, is I've just like enjoyed it all. I think you really got to kind of take things day by day and and just enjoy the whole process and including, you know, the downs and the lows. Um, I think, yeah, just enjoying it all. It, uh, it might, it might, um, yeah, be tough to say now, but, um, I think, uh, yeah, just like, just keep chipping away and, um, and, and focusing on what you can do today to make yourself better. And whether that's, you know, cross training, um, and doing all the you know core exercises you need to kind of get yourself back to 100% health, um, or just maintaining fitness while you're hurt, or or just you know being motivated to go for a run. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I just say yeah, focus on the day to day and and trying to maximize what you can do to help yourself um, going forward. Yeah, man, 2020s been such a weird year but it's it's been a I good know. year for you it's been a really good year and you know happy to have you back on the podcast it's uh you know it's it's always a, always a treat to have you on man really appreciate it oh thank you I, I i appreciate it and i love yeah i love coming back too it's kind of a little full circle uh four years um but uh yeah i love what you've been able to do and i i like the new graphics i can't wait to see my uh my own um cartoon justin kent Chandler, Arizona, a bunch of Canadians set to toe the line December 20th. Definitely one to watch. Thanks to Justin. Great to have him back on the show. Follow, subscribe, rate us wherever you found us, and most of all, share. Thanks for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile. My name is Michael Rokas, and remember, support your local Twilight.